Hey, this is Josh Carey. And this is Eric Cabral, and we are the founders of PodMax. So this episode you're about to jump into was recorded at a PodMax Propelify virtual event. And if you don't know who Propelify is, it's an amazing event that will take place digitally, virtually, from October 5th to the 9th. It's also their fifth annual event. Propelify historically has gathered over 8,000 people in Hoboken for a single day of talks, tech, pitches, drones, and more. This year, it's a five-day virtual experience, which will have investor speed dating, the Clean Tech Impact Challenge with a $50,000 prize awarded, and talks from guests like Al Roker, Andrew Yang, and New Jersey First Lady Tammy Murphy, and tons of networking opportunities. So without further ado, let's jump into this special episode with a guest from PodMax and a sponsor of Propelify. Enjoy. Entrepreneur Circle is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. You have now entered the Entrepreneur Hey there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle. My goal is to inspire you by chatting with entrepreneurs about their successes, their failures in life and in business. I am your most humbled host, Eric Cabral, a real estate investor, a creative, and I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years. Got my start in New York City as a junior art director, made my way to the top of the corporate ladder and realized there was the proverbial glass ceiling. So I hung up my corporate hat and started my own creative agency called On Air Brands, where we broadcast your brand and your message using podcasts and social media marketing, along with the help of my other company, PodMax, which hosts live and virtual events for top performing entrepreneurs to get them on podcasts and to learn from our keynote speakers and our massive network. So to learn more about that event, hit up podmax.co and sign up for the next event. They're happening each and every month. So as always, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with two to three of your friends to continue growing our community and to help others grow from the knowledge shared here and learned here on this podcast. And before we jump into the show, I'd like to share some of what our sponsors, partners, and good friends have to offer you. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about PodMax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next PodMax event. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle Podcast. I'm your host today, Kieran Lenahan, founder of Lenahan Coaching, filling in for the one and only Eric Cabral. 
We have an incredible interview for you again today. Right now, we're at this event live, PodMax plus Propelify, two incredible events collaborating as one, PodMax connecting brands, companies, and people with their audience, sharing their message through the podcast, uh, through the platform of podcasting. Then we also have Propelify, which is a tech innovation festival run by Tech United New Jersey. And this is all about building a better future for all and taking ideas and turning them into action to, ha- to help humans at the end of the day. So check out both PodMax and Propelify, but really excited to dive into today's episode. I've got with me John Muldoon, the CEO and founder of Inflection with me. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, uh, Karen. Pleasure to be here. Great. So I'd love to just start off getting a little bit of background and sharing with the audience a bit about who are you? Uh, tell us about yourself and how did you get to CEO and founder of Inflection? Interflection. It was the high level. Interflection, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's a little bit of a journey. I've been around the block a little bit. Um, but, you know, you know, from my background, uh, you know, I've started out my career on Wall Street and I was a senior executive for one or two very prominent hedge funds. And and when I got the entrepreneurial bug in, in, in the mid-90s and I formed what was arguably the first fintech company uh, called Interlinks, and we had a lot of firsts there. As, uh, you know, the terms weren't there, but it was one of the earliest cloud-based companies. You know, we, we you know, built and ran one of the first software-as-a-service business models. And uh, so we had a lot of firsts there and learned a lot, you know, from the seat of your pants coming from a structured corporate environment to now having to figure out a lot of stuff as you're moving along. And, and, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had fun. We changed the way wall street did business. We really were one of the, you know, the earliest of the electronic transformations that occurred on wall street and that continue to occur now. But, uh, you know, fast forward, I've, uh, I've spent uh, a lot of time over the last uh, number of years um, as an advisor to early stage and startup companies, basically around venture development services, you know, to help them with all the problems that you see in forming a company, running it, getting capital, how you got to be structured, what's, you know, what's your market strategy and so forth. So I've done that for a lot of companies along the way across a, a wide range of industries. And, and then, you know, I, I stumbled onto an experience that was really an inspiration was really one of the key inspirations for what what we ended up uh, um, putting together in Interflection. And I call it the Bronx, the Wall Street tale. <laughs> it, was, uh, it goes back a couple of years, but I was co-managing a software development company in the South Bronx, the poorest congressional district. And we worked uh, with a partnership with a not-for-profit that did uh, reached out to the underserved community, brought young people in, provided them with soft uh, software testing skills and we had agreed uh you know we'd interview them and then we hired them with on you know on regular payroll with healthcare, uh real jobs and we brought them into the kind of the corporate wall street world if you will you know the program ran really nicely at about 50 people over time um but it started breaking down uh quickly and we lost about half those individuals and the reason was um while they had the the, the technical training they did not have the soft skills training uh, that they needed to effectively um, make the leap from from the from the street to the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that just stuck with me that 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 
that um, here's something that was working really good, but it was missing a key element. Uh, fast forward a little bit, uh, about two years later, I started working with a, on a project with Google and, and, and a leadership training firm. And it just opened my eyes to the whole training market, what was lacking in terms of uh, innovation. And more importantly, I saw that a lot of the training was really geared towards the, you know, the, the, the upper echelon of org that organization and other organizations. And first time managers and manager levels received little to no training. And that was like the aha moment. And I looked like, you know, from my, you know, the, the, the gaps in the Bronx to where I saw, you know, where, where we really weren't providing a platform for, for people to learn the important interpersonal skills in the work environment. And, you know, that was the, you know, moment interflection was born. And, and you know, we wanted to, we built this uh, platform on inclusivity and we built it into our business model because the cost structure is, is a low cost, highly scalable platform. So there's no reason for companies not to bring in and provide these kind of services to everyone in their organizations to, to you know, their, to build their skills in, in, in this environment and, 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 you know, have a better communicating organization. Yeah. Wow. There's, there's so much to unpack here. I'm really excited for this conversation because <laughs> so let's, you know, let me just echo back some things that I heard and kind of this journey that you've been on, you know, from wall street to being like corporate setting to being on the cutting edge of, of FinTech before people called it FinTech cutting edge of, of really bringing in software and cloud-based technology to the world to then being an advisor to early stage startups helping founders, helping probably newer and younger leaders, maybe less experienced with that soft skills, yes. then doing this work with uh, in the Bronx and seeing, yes, you can train people on technical, but there's still this other element that's missing. And I think that's the piece, like as I think about technology progressing, the piece that I've seen lag behind is that soft skills and is that emotional intelligence, ability to communicate and relate to humans. And so Getting into to interflection, I, I'm super pumped to dive into it. Um, but the last thing, man, and I don't know if there's a better time or a hotter time to be talking about this and to be actually bringing a solution to the market when it comes to inclusivity. And right, so like technology allows scale to the point where costs can be kept low and we can bring everybody into the fold. And ultimately, that's what's going to make the world a better place. That's just going to be able to move us forward as a society when we can actually involve people who have historically been left out. And so I, I love the, like this high level idea. Let's, let's dig into interflection because this is super cool. So sure. can you give us, you know, give us the overview of what is interflection? Uh, how do you describe that to people that, you know, you come across day to day and they're like, what do you do? We, we want to make the work world and, and and the personal world a better place here. Mm -hmm. So we you know we 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 built a, a a platform that allows people to interact in role-based scenarios that are designed in small short micro lessons. And you interact with it like a FaceTime exchange or a Skype uh, exchange. And the what you said is processed by our you know natural language processing backend, and and we create the transcript. We analyze what you said and and, and what abilities were targeted in in this interaction, and then you get immediate feedback in terms of how you responded, what some suggestions where improvements are, and then ultimately you can go to a a recorded pro 
giving you what one of the more professional responses would be. But the goal here is, to, is through the guided practice, uh, practice makes perfect, immediate feedback, and then metrics on your skills attainment. Right. So at a high level, what you're talking about here, you, you use the term, uh, I think before we hopped on and, and started recording, AI coaching, right? So artificial intelligence to coach people on skills. Yes. And so, I mean, even for some people, uh, maybe that idea is like, whoa, that's that's new or that's cool. That's I haven't heard that application of artificial intelligence. So already, I think people listening are going are to be intrigued. So you're also talking about right? Who's the audience? Who's going to be the people using it? And so as a, a coach myself, leadership coach working with, uh, with startup founders, I know that coaching historically tended to be reserved for, like you said earlier, the upper echelon, the C-suite, right? The, in my head, it's the, the old people who have been working for the company for 45 years and who now run it, right? They're the ones that get coaching. And you'd be surprised. Uh, I was surprised at least when I learned some of the things that they needed work on, which tended to be right. These softer skills and things like that. And so you're talking about bringing this skill set and this uh, ability to invest in people from the bottom, like from the, the start, which I think is going to lead ultimately to better organizations, better, you know, better companies and then better families, better personal life, like you said. Um, so yeah. So Talk about. Can you- I can interrupt you for a second because you yeah, brought absolutely. up a, a very interesting um, issue here. The, it's not only the, the young people starting their career, but that that person there for forty five years or whatever, forty or thirty years, also needs that training and these experiences too, because mm-hmm. they they they're still working off the old way of doing it, right? And right. to improve communication skills. You have to improve that across the organization for it to ultimately be successful. But obviously, there's a lot of benefit that inured to the to the younger people starting this early on in their careers. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I had a short stint in corporate until I got the entrepreneurial bug and realized, okay, that not necessarily for me. And a few of the things that you mentioned were things that I saw, right? Not necessarily investing a ton in coaching those young first-time managers or not, not even young, just people who are navigating, how do I manage relationships in a professional setting? How do I develop and coach people who work for me? You know, there's very little support there. Um, and so interflection, it sounds like, is really addressing that need. So can you talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, you talked about the start and how you kind of came up with the idea for it and saw the need for it. What, what has been the journey so far, kind of from you got that idea to, to where the company is today? Sure. Well, you know, obviously it's been an interesting uh, world for everyone over this this year, for sure. We built this company remotely. Uh, There's just a couple of us that really put this together. And, um, you know, it was always a a service that was going to be provided remotely anyway. And and, and then COVID hit and it just, oh my God, it just, you know, it, it jumped up the demands of what we perceive is what's needed in, in this work, this new work world. People's uh, home uh, roles have changed and how they interact with the people. Companies have to have a shift what people do and how they do it. And that all cries out for, for training. And we provide this role-based training. So it allows you in really short order to custom create content to those types of situations, deploy it in the workflow, if you will, and then for people to, to, to be able to practice anywhere, anytime, at home, 
where they're comfortable, you know, and and and, and improve. Practice makes perfect, and, and that's that's one of the premises that we approach this on. Mm-hmm. And so, some of the, you know, you actually already mentioned some of the what I would say principles underlying this, right? So obviously, there's the the technology piece, right? Artificial intelligence, being able to to learn and provide feedback and to do that in a way that's actually effective and leads to good outcomes. But you talked about micro lessons, guided practice and immediate feedback. Uh, you know, where are those ideas drawn from? And then why are, why are those things effective, right? Like why are those the things that are built into the technology? Sure. I mean, there's a lot written on, 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 on this information from uh, people that are a lot smarter than me in terms of how they study human behavior and what it takes to change and, and, and make changes. And so we've drawn off of that, you know, that, you know, extensive research in, in, in terms of, you know, that, you know, practice does make you improve. And, and we like to use a baseball analogy, you know, you have a number of things to focus on in a situation, right? And you can't do them all at once. You know, first you study your grip, right? And you improve what your grip is. Next, you'll, you'll practice your swing and you'll get your swing the right way. And then your stance. So, you know, we look at it and when we assemble the experiences that we think of these interactions will help uh, um, people utilize this, it's, it's about the practice, getting the guided feedback, practice until you improve, measuring the performance increases so you know that you're, you're, you're doing it right. And, 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 and through that, you have the ability, the practice helps you retain what you learn. And, and, you know, I think this, it's really a simple premise, but it really does work. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got the mixture here of, again, you we're talking about some things being soft skills, right? Communication, uh, conflict management, you know, managing people, which tend to be things that conjure up images of, oh, this is like a very much uh, hard to measure or it's, you know, it's very human to human. There's so much nuance to it. Yes. So how how does the technology, how do you guys think about that? Or maybe are you challenging that idea that maybe people have had for a long time? Well, we, you know, through through the ability for the, the administrator of this to, and we can help them with it, but they to create their own lessons that really, you know, fit culturally within the organization. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what we allow in the back end of this is the organization or the administrator to uh, weight the abilities they are targeting, targeting within an interaction. So if it's a leadership or coaching mindset, uh, it may have, you know, taken the right perspective uh, at 20%, you know, uh, you know, problem solving at 50%. And, and um, the uh, uh, even temperedness as the balance. So when you have that interaction, it'll measure the performance against the key targeted abilities. So there's, there's a lot of flexibility and creativity how, how individuals and organizations can use this. And it, it, it's, um, you know, as we get into the marketplace, we want to see a lot of creative ways that this gets done. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing is the fact that this, like the product, the service is highly adaptable, right? Because not, no two companies are the same. You mentioned cultural fit is obviously super important. Everybody's going to have slightly different needs, but underneath it all, it sounds like those foundational skills, right? Those are all the skills that we need as, as humans, as effective people in the workplace. And so, Yeah. yeah. So can you talk a little bit about maybe right now, who's, who's your ideal client or who have your clients been or what's like the, well, 
you know, yeah. we're we're a little over one year old, and we just uh, we're in a in a paid pilot program with a very very large professional services organization. So we've just started rolling that out. Um, we're just entering the marketplace, but the other areas will be you know direct to corporations. But uh, we think we can partner with a lot of training firms that don't have a, a digital technology that's scalable. And this interacts in a lot of their existing service or, or, um, offerings. You know, a lot of everyone's just moving online. And now that space has gotten very crowded because, the, you know, the, the in-person event space is, is, is certainly going to be quiet for the you know, foreseeable future. Uh, but we allow the, the, you know, the training firms to bring the technology to their client to embed them in that process because this is a dynamic solution. This isn't like doing an e-learning class mm -hmm. one and done. This is this is about a continuous uh, uh, um, you know, delivery of new training materials, reinforcing lessons you learned. You can build it uh, in, in many different ways in terms of that, that learning experience. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. Sounds like really there are a few different customers, right? There's direct to companies who would want to use this technology for, for their training organizations. Then you also have people training companies that get hired by other companies who would be able to supplement their training people for time, I guess is the way I would describe Absolutely. it. Training services as opposed to this, which can obviously help them scale. Absolutely. Right. So this is, I mean, this is solving yeah. a bunch of, a bunch of problems. Yeah. And, and one other area would be the, some of the not-for-profits mm. because they do a lot of community work and they, you know, they can benefit from, you know, providing this service and, and preparing, you know, some of the people for, for their uh, job search as well. So we're doing things in that whole, you know, there's uh, some work we're doing on now and about interviewing skills and really perfecting them. And you know, particularly young people coming out of schools don't have that experience. It's a new world out there. And, and you know, all the interactions are like what we're doing now, you know, two-dimensional, you know, FaceTime. So um, we think this fits in really nicely in, 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 in other areas as well. You know, and, we're, and we're getting some responses in the market relative to that. Awesome. I love the, again, tying it back to really the, one of the biggest things that kicked this whole thing off, right? Seeing the potential impact that it could have for people who can really, really benefit from it yeah. and being able to do that at an accessible price point or even being able to partner with nonprofits. I think that, I mean, as a, if I'm sitting in an investor's chair, I'm like, okay, I, I'm liking what I'm hearing. I, I see a ton of potential with it. Obviously there's a big market for it. You know, 
I'm personally curious. I'd love to hear your perspective as the, the leader of this company, right? You're at that one year mark. What do you feel like, what's been maybe the biggest challenge that you've faced and how you've overcome that so far? The, uh, you know, uh, we've been fortunate that we got in the door at this large company to start, you know, collaborating on some of the ways they see their uses on that. So we were fortunate with that. You know, the challenge and, and like lots of people, the confusion in the marketplace when COVID hit and particularly, you know, we, you know, we, you know, we're in the middle of a capital raise and that, you know, everyone love what we're doing, but you know, many of them just moved to the sideline for a couple of months. You know, now they're coming back. And I think everyone's realizing that we will have to figure out how to deal with this. Right. So uh, in the meantime, you know, we use that and we just kept our head down and, and improving a product and, and, and the experience and, you know, the, the results of the pilot in the next, you know, 60 days are going to give us a lot of valuable information. And, and, you know, we were able to pass the SNP test for this large organization that right. really dissects you in terms of your technology infrastructure, your security, your data protection. So, you know, we, you know, we've checked all the boxes and, and, you know, that's just an important thing for us at this stage. And, and now we're, you know, now we're ready to, you know, you know, get our feet wet. So that's, uh, it's been challenging, but you know, we made, uh, we took a negative situation and, and, and made it better for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you're at this point now, continuing to refine the product with that pilot. Like you said, passing the sniff test, there's validation there. There's your, I mean, as much as this company will benefit from using this product, this service, you also, as a company, get to benefit from all of the like the rubber meeting the road and finding all the little pieces that are going to need to be tweaked and, and yeah. iterated on to be able to really make this uh, mass available. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, I mean, having what I think is going to be the, you know, uh, you know, this could be a, a significant opportunity, you know, with, you know, other people benefited from what I uh, uh, built interlinks this time, uh, you know, I like that I can help. I think, you know, what we're doing will really truly help people. And that's where, you know, that's kind of my focus here in terms of that's why this is, you know, you know, addressed for to for the many. Yeah. So so we can. Yeah. So I'd love to dig a little bit more into that, you know, the why behind it, right? So we've we've mentioned at a high level impacting the workplace and we've also mentioned impacting personal lives. So I'd love to unpack that a bit. What is the impact that's possible with what you're building? in the workplace as a whole? Like how will this tangibly impact people's lives? I think with the training they receive in the workplace, they'll get the added benefit that, you know, certain of those traits and abilities, certain of your responses to critical conversations will help you improve as an individual as well. So, uh, you know, I hope there's some spillover there and I think there will be. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's really one of the key things that I think will happen with this here that, uh, you know, people will get, will get the benefit of this. Yeah. So can we, do you mind if we walk through maybe an example or two, just, sure. you know, say I'm a, a first time manager at a, a firm that uses this technology and maybe my boss has noticed that I'm not great at X, Y, or Z, right? Name, name a skill that, you know, that this would be able to help me with and kind of, yeah, describe how that, how will that impact me as that leader? And then maybe the people who I work with around me. Sure. Uh, look, you know, a lot of what gets built around this, and, and you know, from your own experience, we, we, you know, part of the traits and abilities that we, we, that are programmed in here about coaching mindset. 
So training a young manager not to tell someone what to do, but help with a coaching mindset to think about how they solve, could solve the problem. And, you know, that's the fundamental switch for everything. And, you know, our system will flag you if you say, you know, do it because I said you, you have to do it, right? You, you're going to get red flags if it comes on the experience, right? So, you know, that's kind of the example that, you know, we think about. And, and you know, if you want to develop new leaders, you, you, there's certain things you have to build into there and, and help them practice on and, and coaching mindset and problem solving, right? Um, uh, handling critical conversations fairly and equitably, right? And, and you know, taking the emotional content out of, out of the equation and putting the intelligent response, you know, with a touch of empathy, right? That, that, you know, people, if you don't, not willing to understand people in these interactions, you know, you're going to continue to struggle. Hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. Again, the mindset, you know, that's, can't be under or can't be overstated how important that is because typically the leaders, at least in my experience, a very typical approach would be to tell people, Hey, you know, do this. They set that, they would call it setting direction. They would say, here are the milestones you need to hit. And this is how you should go about doing it. You know, I actually personally had one particular manager who took more of a coaching approach. And when I look back and I understand what he was doing, I, I can see how I grew way more when mm-hmm. I was actually given some space and some freedom. Like, yes, I had direction, but he actually really challenged me to be able to figure things out on my own. How would I go about solving this problem? And in that wrestling and in that figuring out was where a lot of the growth was for me. So I think even that skill, like if that was the only skill that this mm-hmm. product brought to the marketplace, I think the impact on, on leaders and people who report to them and who work with them, I think their lives would be dramatically changed. Yeah. So as we, you know, if you think about, sorry, did you want to add something to that? Or No, I think you just, you, you, hit, the, you hit the nail pretty solidly uh, on the head there. And it's exactly a type of scenario that we, we would design, you know, that, you know, yes, the, of course the firm has a, uh, you know, a direction it wants to follow, right? But, you know, how do I get there? And what are the, where, what are the interactions I'm going to have that could be challenging to me. Can we set this up in, in a, you know, in an interaction that I can practice on? And now again, now we're really building the team. And then from that, you can learn quicker. You, you know, you're on your own and you, you, you eventually figured it out, but not everyone figures it out, right? And, right. and with a little help, um, you now can be, you know, where you were in terms of that, that, that experience. Yeah. And then on the, so on the personal side, right? So, people tend to think about the term work-life balance, right? And there are these clear delineations. Obviously, COVID has wiped away any semblance of uh, boundaries between work-life and home life for the vast majority of people who are you know, now working from home, right? They don't have those clear boundaries. They don't have a commute breaking up their day. Um, you know, how can something like this actually also impact, say, the home life, families? In the end, I think when you look at the interactions that you have, and as you use the system more, and you get you understand how it's how it's guiding you. I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna stick with you in your personal life. And and this has been a frustrating time to say the least. A lot of people with anxiety, a lot of mental stress in the workplace, even though you're home. 
And that's very easy now to carry into the home because you literally walk away from your computer and you're taking that with you. So, you know, those are, you know, that's, that's, that's been tough, but I think we can help in that. And once again, it's just understanding uh, and being a, identifying what, you know, some of the areas that you want to practice on and get past that. And, and, you know, right now for our stuff in the home delivery, it's, it's right there in terms of the remote, remote roles and so forth. Absolutely. Right. Like conflict management, communication. Uh, these are, these are all things that we, we have at home. If you have kids, I'm sure there's, yeah. if you're married, like I'm sure we all have relationships where these skills that would be developed in the workplace are also going to translate to home and, and be able to just really enhance life more holistically. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that. Yeah, and you can do a lot around just conflict management, right? <laughs> and, and, and that's where we, we have focused with first-time managers around that because, you know, they get conflicts from all sides and they need how to prioritize them and how to, more importantly, how to address them properly. Yeah, so as you look ahead to the next six, 12 months down the road, for you as the leader, you as the founder of this company, what is what is your focus on, and really, like, what is the the ideal twelve months down the road for your, where your company is? Well, you know, we're we're at the point now where you know we're really entering the marketplace. So we've you know we're, we're in the process of expanding some of our team, you know, uh, raising capital, improving the product, and you know, ultimately going after our target markets here. Uh, and most of that starts off through your own network and some of the people close to his network. So we. We have a story to tell. Um, we do have that story to tell now. You know, we, we have a, a couple of groups lined up in terms of, you know, the pilot experience. But next year, you know, we, we want to be in full delivery mode in terms of the service offering. So, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a bad time, but it's a good time for us to be able to help the work environment in terms of our solution. Yeah, I'd say what you're building is needed now more than ever, uh, to be honest. And to see this out there and helping as many people as possible, both on in the organizational front, but then also individuals, you know, who are reached through nonprofits and things like that. That's again, impacts holistically. And I, this is something I certainly personally want to see succeed. Sure. I'm actually, I'm actually curious around the, the front of leadership development. Obviously it's a huge topic. There's so much literature out there. There's so much information out there, but in my estimation, I'd, I'd say not that many organizations have really gotten it right. Uh-huh. Um, and my guess would be that part of that is due to the fact that maybe people aren't prioritizing it to the extent that they should. So how, I guess, how would you go about framing or describing truly like the importance of this? Because I, I can't see an argument as to why any company would say, no, we don't, we don't actually have a use for that. Yeah. How would you respond to that? Well, you know, we've seen uh, over the last, you know, our timing has been very good. But I'd say from the middle of last year through currently, there's been a renewed focus on soft skills and interpersonal skills in the workplace. And, you know, there's there's great, there's been some really good articles written by McKinsey and and Harvard Business Review uh, that just you know, tackle this issue. And and much of what was printed in there, particularly in some of the HBR stuff, is is <laughs> about guided practice 
and 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 you know metrics of before, you know we're just hitting it right on the head, and it, it's uh, and we've come out of this not from the training area, right? We're not you know we don't we didn't we weren't in the training field for for years and years. We we've studied it you know a lot here over the last two years, but you know sometimes looking you know you know. From afar, we we're able to see where where the gaps were, and we think you know I think we can make a change out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You're taking again this idea of soft skills, something that is harder. I'd say harder for people to really measure or wrap their minds around, at least in the past. Right? Is now is now becoming something that can be measured, repeatable. Like you can measure the results of this. You can really see tangible impact from it. I think that's. I hope really that's where people start to see the potential yeah. uh, in addition to the anecdotal experiencing it for themselves. Yeah. And, we, and we've made it definable. Um, and by that, I mean, everyone says, uh, you know, you need leadership skills. Well, tell me what leadership skills are. Uh, how do you go to, you'll get five or 10 different answers that said that people will describe what, what's most critical in leadership skills. We allow you to configure that on your own and weight it according to how you see those, you know, the first three or four traits that are most important in the leadership skills. So that flexibility to organization to tailor that uh, to the individual and to the groups of individuals is is more is one of the powerful features of our of our solution. Yeah, yeah. The customizability is again that's that's huge. Yeah, and on the fly and that scale. I mean, this is is not. Bringing in a team and our developers to redevelop everything, you know, this is, you know, we literally throw the switch. Yeah, absolutely incredible. I've, I'll be honest, I'm a, I'm a fan of what you are building, and I really hope to see it succeed out in the marketplace. And I hope that people, if they're listening, whether they're in a role within a company, maybe they're they're the leader of that organization, and maybe they see a need for it. You know, what would be the best way for people to get in contact with you or to learn more about whether or not, you know. Uh, would be a good fit. Um, well, you know, I could leave my web, uh, my uh, my email, and uh, also our website is probably the best way to get information from us. And that's uh, you know the www.interflection.com and um, John Muldoon at interflection.com. And I'll, I'll shoot that to you on there. Awesome. Great. Yeah, we will we will have that information in the show notes. So that if anybody's interested, go ahead and and click through, learn more. Uh, reach out to John and his team. This is something that I can really see transforming the world. So John, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing uh, your message, the the why behind what you're building and really the, the needs that are out there that you can really help meet with this. Great. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd 
love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral, and as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle. Circle.